You're now listening to Primetime with Charles Reese, presented by the Bros You Think Network. Enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Primetime Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, your host. And today we are talking Saints football as we are getting into that uh, second week, third week of preseason, uh, our uh, training camp as the Saints are over practicing with the Los Angeles Chargers right now, uh, doing it for the third season in a row. Two teams competing that Chargers, hey, 12-4 and four last year, had a really good season. A lot of young talent with an older quarterback. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, that's what the Chargers have, uh, and they bring that to this season as they're looking to repeat success just like the Saints are. Uh, both teams practice today, and we'll continue practicing up until the preseason game, uh, preseason game number two, which is this Sunday. But today, we have a special guest joining us today to talk about what's been going on in training camp uh, leading up to uh, today, and that is Luke Johnson. Y'all make sure y'all give him a follow on Twitter at by Luke Johnson. But without further ado, let's get into this interview. We'd like to welcome our guest today. It's Luke Johnson over from USA Today Sports is joining us today. Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Luke, I read your piece kind of talking about how a Wisconsin guy ends up in Louisiana. Uh, you talked about that LSU game against Arkansas. Man, just kind of take us to that game uh, before we get into some Saints talk. And what that whole experience was like. Because like you, I was at that game and uh, – it's nothing, nothing compares to Tiger Stadium when it's loud, but I haven't found anything uh, except maybe the NFC Championship game last year that compares to Tiger Stadium when they lose a game at the end like that. Yeah, uh, so a little, little bit of background. Uh, I was just maybe a month off of a, a deployment to Iraq. I was in the Marine Corps. I was looking for somewhere to, to go to college, uh, I wanted to go to school with, uh, with a couple of my Marine buddies, so we took a visit to LSU. Uh, we got a couple tickets to that game, and it was it was a huge game. I mean, LSU was like, number one in the country, and and uh, if they won the game, they basically would have had a an outright shot to play for a national championship. So uh, the, the the environment on campus was incredible. Uh, the environment in the stadium was incredible. But the thing that that stuck with me was was when when the game was over and. And you know, in that in that moment that Matt Flynn threw a threw an interception in uh, in, in overtime uh, to to end LSU's chances of winning that game, it was just the silence that just fell over the stadium. It was like a like a shroud. It was crazy, um, and yeah, it just like indicated to me how much people cared here. You know, it was like uh, like you could feel everybody's heart sinking at once. And it was a little bit different than the environment at, uh, at the NFC Championship game last year because I think everybody immediately in the moment was angry. Uh, and I think uh, you know, that, that anger carried over through the end of the game to the end of regulation, the end of overtime. And, uh, and that was, it was a, a different kind of passion there. But uh, hearing an, an entire stadium of 93 people going from berserk to just dead silence, um, and I've, I've never experienced anything like that before, and I, I don't think I ever will again. It was uh, it was really crazy, and that's that's kind of what hooked me on on uh, on coming here. And 
I'm still here. That's uh, run year 12 now, so I've been here a while. Yeah. Well, we are definitely happy to have you covering this team. A lot of great insight we get from you. And speaking about the Saints team, a team that has faced crazy endings to seasons and back-to-back years, looking to make that Super Bowl run. A lot of people have been talking about how this roster is just completely filled already. There's only a few spots left uh, where guys can come into camp and, and make this team. In terms of those spots on this roster, where are you looking at that maybe a new face could make an impact on this team? Well, I, I think uh, you have to look at some of those spots where there's a lot of guys competing for really, really limited opportunities. I, I think uh, wide receiver is one of them. Uh, we, we saw last year, and I think it's going to be a little bit different this year compared to last year. Uh, you add Jared Cook to the mix. takes a little bit of pressure off of Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara in the passing game. Uh, and I think uh, he's really going to open things up for those guys. But they still didn't have really that consistent second target last year uh, as a receiver. I think, uh, you know, maybe some people were disappointed they didn't address that the offseason, but um, I think they have a lot of a lot of guys battling for that fifth and sixth job who, who maybe could end up being contributors to the team in one way, shape, or form uh, as the season goes on. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Emmanuel Butler can do in a preseason game. Uh, we, we've just seen him just look really strong in training camp practices, but we haven't seen it on the field yet against other people uh, besides his teammates. So I, I want to see that. And if, if he can carry that over to the field to, to game day, I, I think the Saints might have gotten a steal in him. Uh, he's He's been really impressive, just big, physical, uh, he's got good hands. He made a diving catch in practice the other day that made a really straw drop. I, I just uh, I, I really want to see him uh, carry it over to the field. And I, I think the same thing goes for a guy like Deontay Harris, who uh, I wrote about this week. Um, yeah, he's maybe a guy that a lot of people counted out because of his size. Uh, he's smaller than Tommy Lee Lewis was. Uh, you know, he's five foot six, maybe, uh, 170 pounds. He played at tiny Division two college. They played in front of maybe 3,000 people at most. Uh, and yeah, he comes here at training camp and gets hurt and isn't really able to do much. And then all of a sudden, they just drop him into the preseason game last week, and he averages 30 yards per kick return. And and looked really smooth on a punt return uh, that ended up getting called back because of the holding penalty. But it's, it's guys like that who uh, just kind of uh, maybe exceed expectations a little bit, uh, who I think you, you could end up uh, seeing play a, a bigger size role than you ever would have thought of uh, by the time the season's over. Well, you talk about Harris. It seems like the Saints throughout the years have had issues uh, for shoot. Look, it may seem like five or six years since they've had a consistent threat at punt return and kick return. Uh, but they did bring a guy like Sheryls in. Do you think that maybe, you know, defensive back numbers or wide receiver numbers could uh, determine who makes that? Or do you think that this position is so important to Peyton that he's going to get whoever has the best uh, camp and preseason? That's a that's a, a really good question. Um, I'm not sure we're going to know the answer to that one until cut day arrives. Um, obviously we got to see what Cheryl's can do. He's, he's been missing some time, uh, with, uh, you know, an undisclosed injury, uh, hasn't been out there. Didn't play in the first preseason game and, uh, did not suit up at the start of, uh, uh joint practices with, uh, with the chargers. Uh, 
if he doesn't play, it's it's uh, it's going to be tough to to give him a roster spot. Uh, but I think you look at that corner and wide receiver; both of those have really good numbers. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of guys who have spots, uh, you know, you'd think locked up, and, uh, and a, a big number of guys competing for maybe one or two roster spots on the team. Uh, so you you just you just kind of got to wonder what's what's more important when you're putting this this roster together if it's uh it's trying to make the numbers work or if it's uh you know picking a guy who's who's shown you know you can be a game changer in that return game in the in the preseason um i think one thing to consider here is that they'd be able to add Deontay Harris to the practice squad and they would not be able to do that with Marcus Sherrill so uh it's something to keep in mind uh, but if Sheryls isn't, isn't healthy throughout camp, I, you have to think that that helps uh, Harris's chances of making the roster. And they they need somebody that is a dynamic return man. I, you look at the numbers since uh, I think 2010, they've only had three punt and kick returns uh, for touchdowns. Uh, Alvin Kamara had a kick return in 2017. Marcus Murphy had a punt return in 2015. And, Darren Sproles had a punt return, I think, in 2011. That's that's it. And uh, they haven't been that great in that department. Uh, they brought in the two new special teams coaches. Maybe they can kind of revitalize that, but they, they need a guy back there who's good at it. And I think they've got a couple of them right now. Well, looking at something that has been kind of in the news, not only locally in terms of radio, but nationally, is the talk of Drew Brees and, and kind of how he declined last year. But I think people locally more understand that a lot of that had to do with the offensive line play and that whole Dallas game plan. Uh, when you look at that offensive line, there's talent across the board, but you look at that extra tackle position, a position that's really important because guys like Armstead haven't really had a whole full season, and you saw even Ranchek got injured last year. When you're looking at camp so far, who do you like for that extra offensive tackle position right now? Uh, yeah, it's I, they've got Marshall Newhouse right there right now. He's uh, he's a guy who's played a lot of of, uh, of NFL football. He's he's a smart guy. He's able to pick up the scheme pretty pretty easily. But uh, yeah, I think that's it's a it's an area a lot of teams struggle to fill, and it's it's really a, a crucial one because there's just so much attrition on on NFL offensive lines. It's a brutal position to try to play for 16 games, especially because those guys aren't typically getting breathers like, you know, wide receivers and running backs. They're on the field for, I think the Saints had three guys last year play more than 90% of their offensive snaps, uh, which is really tough to do. Uh, so it's, it's paramount that you have a guy who can, who can back up one of those positions, especially when you've got a player like Armstead, who's been dealing with, uh, you know, injury issues his entire career. But it's really hard to find those guys. There's there's not a lot of like starting caliber NFL tackles out there. Most teams don't really have a guy they're 100% confident in uh, behind you or behind the the main guy. So I think right now it's Marshall Newhouse. I think he's the, the clear top option. Um, but he's a, a really big drop off uh, from two of the better players at their positions in, in Ramchek and Armstead. And uh, yeah, that's it's going to be I think another another position this year where you see the Saints just kind of cross their fingers and hope everything works out well. Yeah, you know, it, it helps you have Andres Pete who you can swing out to left tackle and 
again, there's another big drop off uh, between him and him and Armstead, but it's it's uh, it's less significant than it is between uh, Armstead and and uh, uh, Marshall Newhouse. So uh, it's it's tough, man. The 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 backup offensive line is always uh, it's always a, a tricky position to figure out. I saw the whole idea about maybe Bushrod getting called. Do you see that as a realistic option? Uh, I don't. I don't see it as one right now. I, I think if uh, it, it's it's probably a move they could pull in desperation, but I think they'd, they'd probably uh, let Newhouse sink or swim out there before they they made that that decision. Uh, Jamal looks like he's been enjoying his off season. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly how in shape he's keeping. Um, you know, it's it's probably a, a position that he could walk into and and uh, and be at least close to what he was last year, but I think it could be uh, asked a lot of him uh, to just kind of come in off the street and do that. So I, I think it's, it's really uh new house first. And then uh, if that, if that fails and yeah, you kind of ring the alarm bells. Well, switching over to the other side of the ball, talk about this defense. Uh, there's, it seems like the defensive line has gotten better, but as you go ter- in terms of depth, uh, there's some, issues or, or not as much depth as you would like, not only along the defensive line, but overall in the front seven with linebacker depth not being as solid as, as it has been in the past. Uh, in terms of depth, do you think that could be a, an issue going forward? I don't, I don't know if I agree with the, the linebacker depth not being not being as strong. I, I think they're they're really strong there. They're, they're first, their front three are, are I think, all good, if, if not better than good, NFL starters. Uh, and then, you know, you have a, a guy backing them up in Craig Robertson who had 130 plus tackles one year, and uh, they really like this rookie linebacker, Caden Ellis. Uh, and yeah, they might even have some tough decisions to make there with, uh, you know, a guy like Vince Beagle, who, you know, he's got some stuff to learn as a linebacker. I think he's a he's an excellent special teamer for them, and they they really appreciate guys who can do that. Uh, but the the defensive line, I think uh, there are some some concerns there. Uh, at least from an outside point of view, from my point of view, um, about the depth, uh, specifically on the interior. I, I don't think they've seen a whole lot out of, uh, the guys beyond, uh, newcomers, Malcolm Brown and, uh, and Mario Edwards, uh, David Onyemata is only going to miss one game, but we don't know yet how long Sheldon Rankins is going to miss. And we don't know what kind of player he's going to be when he gets back. Uh, so I think the interior is a question mark and, uh, and, Cam Jordan is one of the best defensive ends of football. I think they're very high on, on Marcus Davenport with good reason. Uh, but beyond them, all, basically all they have is, is Trey Hendrickson. And uh, you know, that's a guy who has not played a lot of football in his first two years in the NFL. Uh, so I think yeah, it's it's right to be a little bit concerned about that uh, that defensive front, uh, you know, particularly, the, particularly the line. I think, um, you know, one injury could set off a, a pretty bad uh, – uh, chain reaction there. Yeah, it'll be something to watch. Now, looking at that defensive backfield, uh, you look at the two safeties they brought in. Uh, do you think that you know that could be maybe an option in seasons to come when the Saints have tough you know decisions to make with paying people, or do you think that a guy like Von Bell continues to uh, progress in his third year with the Saints? Oh well, I mean, I, I think both can be true. I, I think Von Bell could. Uh, continue to progress and and have a really fine season. I thought by the end of last year he was he was playing clearly the best football of his career. 
Uh, they really like what he's what he's turned into there. Uh, but the fact of the matter remains, they're, they're going to have a lot of guys to pay in the next couple of years. And they're going to have to pick and choose uh, which ones to uh, to pay and which ones to let walk. Uh, and the way you do that is you stack affordable guys on rookie contracts behind them. And uh, I think they really like what they've seen out of uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Saquon Hampton. Um, and if those guys develop the way they think they are capable of, uh, you can you know, you can maybe let Von, Von Bell sign an expensive contract somewhere else or Marcus Williams. Um, I think both of these guys are, uh, they, they are both playing the same position Marcus Williams plays. I think you have a free safety and a strong safety and two rookies. And, uh, and uh, you know, they, they're an insurance policy in case, uh, in case one of those two starters gets a, a prohibitively expensive, especially when you're trying to, renegotiate deals for guys like uh, Ryan Ramchek and Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore, all of whom are going to be very expensive. And, you know, maybe if he plays, uh, if he plays well this year, Alex Anzalone could be in that same category. Luke, we'll get you out of here on this one since you do cover LSU as well, among other sports over in Louisiana. Uh, with the whole hiring of Bill Johnson by Coach Ogeron, uh, man, it, it just seems like he just keeps snatching talented coaches uh, how is Bill Johnson's effect going to be felt on this team? Well, I think uh, I think it's 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 uh, when you're looking at what Ed Ogeron wants to build there and what Ed Ogeron has uh, kind of built throughout his career is is he he knows how to get the most out of his out of his big boys up front and uh, and I think when you bring a guy like Bill Johnson in. Uh, you are going to maximize the potential of somebody like Richard Lawrence um, or Tyler Sheldon, uh, guys who have not like maybe produced big numbers yet, but have all the ability. And uh, yeah, obviously, this is brought on by uh, you know an un- an unfortunate um, uh, incident with uh, with the previous coach, but um, you know this is a this is a big name guy, and he's another guy with pro football connections, and and I think that. Too uh, helps when you're trying to uh, uh, to recruit better players, and uh, yeah, I think LSU is going to uh, just kind of reap some of the benefits from that. Well, an exciting football season coming up for not only LSU but the Saints as well. Luke, we look forward to reading everything that you put out. Is there anything big you're working on in the uh, in the coming weeks? Yeah, I've got a I've got a big project. I've been uh, I've been kind of piecing together for the last several months uh not working on it continuously but um should be a lot of fun and uh and i think maybe this is something that uh that we're going to see in just kind of usa today papers nationwide it should be it should be fun just keep an eye on uh on on, on my twitter account that's, that's probably the best way to uh to explain it without giving up too many details well do and y'all follow luke on twitter at by luke johnson luke thank you so much for your time today hey no problem man once again, I want to thank Luke Johnson for giving us some of his time. Make sure you all do follow him on Twitter at ByLukeJohnson. Check out his stuff in USA Today, as well as the articles that he posts. Uh, lots of interesting topics to talk about there. Man, that Bill Johnson news came across today um, as we're recording this the previous day. But, um, man, huge hire by LSU. Got a little input there uh, as Luke did cover uh, some of the time when uh, Bill Johnson was around. 
uh, big, but once again, big hire by Ed Ogeron. But getting to the Saints, man, uh, this team is stacked uh, in terms of talent. There's not that many spots for guys to make, um, you know, make an appearance on the 53-man roster. Uh, you talk about that extra offensive tackle position, that, that spot is huge. You saw that be uh, a big hindrance to the Saints last year when guys started dropping like flies in that offensive line. You saw that offensive production go down, as well as Dallas's game plan with doubling uh, Michael Thomas and paying attention to Kamara. You won't be able to do that this year, especially if guys like Emmanuel Butler shine. Uh, and then you have a guy like Jared Cook there as well. Drew Brees is going to have multiple avenues to take with the ball and to having this offense succeed this year. Um, to the whole conversation the past couple of weeks of this offense is taking a nosedive. Uh, Drew Brees is taking a nosedive. Uh, don't draft him in fantasy is what I saw today. Um, a lot of that's just ludicrous uh, and it's asinine because those people aren't looking at the facts of what happened and, and why the offense wasn't as good. You look at the running game as well. Did the running game fall off? Because I don't think so. Uh, you know, you still saw um, good things from this offense and production that, you know, in the playoffs, it, that's the type of production you want to see. Yes, it, you know, it fell off at the end of the season, but um, I expect the offense to be right back where it was at the beginning of last year, this year. Uh, and look to the Saints to make a quick start. Um, and then you look at other positions. I just brought brought up linebacker with Luke. Look, I think that the starting three are – are really good for the Saints. I, I think that Demario Davis is maybe the best free agent uh, signing for the Saints since a guy like uh, Darren Sharper or Jonathan Vilma. But with that being said, you look at Craig Robertson and past that, I think the depth isn't there as what it, you know isn't as thick as you would like it to be. Uh, yes, Vince Beagle is really good on special teams, but is he the best linebacker? And then you have to look at a guy like Caden Ellis. I know the Saints really like him. A lot's been said about him in camp. Um, but you have to see that continuous production throughout camp and in the preseason. So there are a couple of positions to watch. I think you're going to have two rookie uh, safeties on this team. One may be a, a practice squad guy, but uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson so far is, is the real deal. So I think the Saints not only had a talented roster before camp, but now that you're getting to see some of these rookies and undrafted rookies like Emmanuel Butler come into play, uh, this team is stacked, um, and it's going to be a fun year to watch Saints football. But make sure you keep it here, locked on to primetime, as we will have all the Saints coverage, LSU coverage, and Pelicans coverage for y'all this year as well. But for Luke Johnson, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week, and as always, God bless.